Good morning, everybody. It is the 7th of March, Tuesday. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast. General advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances, if it's advice at all. And I can't believe we spent the end of last week with two enthusiastic days buying resources stocks only to find out that the National People's Congress in China didn't do what seven sources leaked they would do and adopt a 6% growth target. In fact, they said almost nothing about stimulating the economy, no landmark agreements on supporting the property sector or the infrastructure sector, nothing. A 5% target. And on the back of that, resources have gone limp and understandably so. All those technical scans picked up that resources bounce in the last couple of days. But as I wrote on Friday, I wasn't thoroughly convinced and ahead of Powell speaking tonight, it would be optimistic in the extreme to be buying the market. Powell speaks tonight. It's the first of two nights of testimony. Tonight, he's in front of the Senate Banking Committee. On Wednesday, he's in front of the House Financial Services Committee. And in that formal setting, I suggest it is very unlikely after a string of stronger than expected economic numbers in January, which includes low-level numbers like factory activity to high-level numbers like PPI and CPI numbers, that he is going to be anything but hawkish. So I see tonight as more of a market risk. Anything else would be a surprise. So the strategy portfolio at the moment is sitting in 40% cash and happy to be sitting in 40% cash, ready to go, given an excuse. But as I say, I see Jerome Powell's testimony tonight as more risk than likely to reward. So standing back and glad I didn't get sucked into to the resources rally in the last couple of days. It's interesting, if you look at the technical scan section of the newsletter today, it is riddled with buy signals, and that is a reflection of the last couple of days in resources. BHP tops the list, for instance, of buy signals. But if you go to the chart, you'll realize the whole sector was in a bit of a downtrend, had two good days on misfounded rumors, and is now coming off the top again. So glad I didn't get dragged into the resources sector in the last couple of days. It all seems a little bit misplaced. Anyway, in the short term, the RBA meeting is today, of course, and they are very likely to raise rates by another 25 basis points. And after the recent GDP and January CPI numbers came in below expectations, the suggestion is that the RBA would more naturally be going a bit soft, dovish, or Although we are going to be led by Powell and what the US does, but all eyes are on the statement today and to see whether they cut and paste last month's comment that further increases in interest rates will be needed over the months ahead. If they amend that in any soft sort of way, you'll probably see the market pick up this afternoon. A good RBA meeting will obviously help the market, but as I say, let's wait for Powell before we make any decisions about buying the market. Interestingly, bond yields, see the chart in the strategy section, interestingly, bond yields dipped yesterday quite markedly, which was the bond market anticipating a positive RBA meeting today. Other things to note, the NASDAQ has had a bounce, our market has had a bounce, that may be resources led, but if you look at the technical scan section today, you 
you'll see there are something like 80 RSI buy signals led by resources, gold, and the ASX 200. The ASX 200 has miraculously bounced. Have a look at the chart in the technical scan section. Has miraculously bounced right on the uptrend support line, the dotted yellow line. Have a look at the chart. This is where you might imagine if you were a technical aficionado that the ASX 200 would bounce and it has bounced there. So that's really remarkably positive. RSI is now headed in an upward direction. I'm just wondering how much of that is misplaced resources enthusiasm because the bank sector hasn't done much. But there you go. There is, let's wait for Powell, but there is in the short term, probably led by resources, something like 80 RSI buy signals today. And the number of oversold stocks is dramatically reduced and the number of overbought stocks is quietly beginning to build. But within the buy signals, it's not just resources. It is also all the ASX. 200 ETFs that represent the ASX 200 or 300, VAS, IOZ, STW, which is the main one that is the biggest and traded the most, QOZ, another one, and notably the bearish ETFs, things like BBOS and BEAR, which go up when the market goes down, they have sell signals. So there is quite a, a marked bottoming in the market, as I say. Not sure how long that's going to persist if the resources sector tops out and if Powell is a little bit cagey tonight. But let's see what happens. I'm certainly not convinced enough by two good days in the market, and particularly the resources sector, to be abandoning caution and buying the market just yet. Let's see what it looks like after Powell. So the strategy portfolio, as I say, still in 40% cash, ready to go. And I I have a bias in there towards the US markets because I see the US markets having more recovery potential in the next year than our market, which is a really rather mixed market of benign banks and volatile resources. So the US seems to be the better bet, particularly if we are going to see an end to this hawkishness, in which case technology stocks are going to lift more than boring Australian stocks. So we still have a bias to the S&P. P500 and the Nasdaq. And as I say, if you look at the charts, you'd be pretty happy with that exposure at the moment. After a recent sell-off, they're all looking a little bit more chirpy in the last couple of days, but Powell is coming. Other things this week, we have the US jobs numbers on Friday and a lot of stocks going ex-dividend. This is the ex-dividend season, which is makes it a little bit hard for the market to progress while stocks are going ex-dividend, although the big ones are over. Also worth mentioning that after a very shabby couple of weeks, at some point, everyone will start recommending the banks. Some of the brokers have target price on the banks, which are unusually 20% above the current share price on, I think it's ANZ and Westpac. But we do have results and dividends coming up in May, which is not that far away. And generally speaking, if the market's behaving itself, the sector does tend to rally into results. And it is just come off the top. So there is a bit of an opportunity in the banks ahead of results and dividends for those of you chasing income. In the ideas portfolio at the moment, I am holding four stocks only. One of them, John's Ling, have a look at the chart, is doing rather nicely. The average broker target price on John's Ling is 31% above the current share price chart. Looks good. We also have Domino's, which we are still holding despite the fact it's fallen 28%. Just to note, 
a big line of stock went through on Domino's yesterday, possibly from their biggest shareholders doing some more buying. Capital Group recently, they hold about 10% recently topped up. Fidelity as well. Just to point out though, that when you see companies like Capital Group and Fidelity buying an Australian stock, quite often it's not because they've made some judgment about Domino's. It's because they've won some money or got money to invest and they're investing across all their holdings and it just happens to be one of the holdings they've got a substantial shareholding in, in which case they have to declare it. So I wouldn't suggest necessarily that Capital Group has decided that Domino's is a buy so much as Capital Group, massive fund manager, has decided to invest more money in Australia and are buying every Australian stock they hold. Anyway, there was a fairly big line of stock 2.6 million shares traded at a premium to the price yesterday, which suggests it was initiated by a buyer. And after the share price fall from 75 bucks to 49 bucks in the last month, there is a little bit of a bottoming going on. The stock is heavily oversold. The MACD chart, excuse me if you don't know what that is, moving average convergence divergence. It's another measure that is on my charts that people use to identify five turning points. Anyway, that's on the up suddenly. And the average broker target price is 27% above the current share price. So I'm still holding on to Domino's Pizza. In fact, if I wasn't a stale holder, I would probably be looking to buy it at the moment. Interestingly, in that sector, JB Hi-Fi has got a similar sort of buy signal at the moment. I haven't bought it ahead of Powell, but that's looking like a bit of a buy in my book, but not doing anything ahead of Powell. So Domino's, happy to hold and someone buying some stock yesterday. And Samfar Resources, 29 Metals, both of them looking like they're bottoming a bit, even though I'm well underwater on 29 Metals. So still holding those. And I also make the comment today that it's interesting, isn't it, that when you're underwater on a, on a stock or trades, or in this ideas portfolio, underwater on a couple of stocks quite heavily, I spend my time fussing about those, which of course cost me money because I'm not looking for buying opportunities so much as trying to justify why I'm still holding stocks that have been disastrous. Point being, it's another reason to take losses, isn't it? (laughs) That you can put things behind you rather than wasting your time constantly looking at things that have gone wrong. We really should be looking for things that are going right. Just a side issue. Right, that's about it. So the message is waiting for Powell, 40% cash. Resources sector got us all excited for a couple of days and it's come to an end. You might look at banks for income, but no rush, no results and dividends until May. In Henry's take today, quite a good write-up on factors feeding into electric vehicles vehicle land. Notice Tesla cutting its prices by 5% and 9%. 4% of cars sold in Australia last year were Teslas. Henry is releasing his On the Couch podcast with the CEO and founder of Macquarie Telecom today. This afternoon he'll do that. He's on Ausbiz tomorrow with Koshi and his friend Andrew Whelan discussing a few stocks and he's got his write-up on the resources, not the resources, on the results season in the newsletter today. 
and he also gives you a tip to watch Daisy Jones and the Six on Prime. I have also been watching this with Emma in the last couple of days. Henry's a bit of a muso, so he loves anything with music. And a few other things going on today. You might have noticed Citigroup have cut their lithium price forecast quite significantly as well. Megaport CEO has retired. Bravura Solutions BVS is down 41% after a capital raising. Invercare has been bid for. Goldman's have got a buy recommendation on Rio. If they'd seen the National People's Congress outcome, they might have held off doing that. Challenger has lost has lost. Challenger has launched a big capital raising, as has Sayona Mining, SYA. So that's about it. Waiting for the RBA today. Powell tonight. And that's about that. Now I wrote about in the weekend email that after our visit to Sydney, we've discussed a lot of things about growing our business. And one of them is that we spent an enormous amount of money utterly wasting our time trying to get clicks from random people who don't know us and then selling them the newsletter last year. What a waste of time and money. Completely misguided approach. So we have decided erroneously or correctly to grow the business. And here's a quote for you. One human at a time. And I think it's a reasonable thing to say that if someone's going to pay $1,299, although a lot of you have been grandfathered at lower prices than that, but if someone's going to pay $1,299 for a product. If we can get out there in a face-to-face to shake hands, let's try and do that. So Henry and I, and we're not sure how this will go, but if you have an investment group that is meeting regularly and you would like us to come along and chat to you, email Will Bird, our new CEO, Will, W-I-L-L, obviously, at marcustoday.com.au and we will see what we can do. We've already signed up two groups to come and chat to. And if you don't have a big investment group, you might have a group of friends. Either way, you can but try. Email Will and we'll see if we can find a time and a date to turn up and say hello. And obviously the hope is that you will have people there who are not necessarily members that we can persuade to subscribe, although it's not hard selling. It is really an attempt to get out and see you as members and hopefully pick up some long-term subscriptions as well. The other thing we're up to is onboarding people a little bit more easily, which involves putting together an education product, which we've already written really, but it's in random pieces in our articles section in the newsletter. We're going to try and pull all that together and bring new members on a journey, which allows them to integrate with the newsletter. As one member said, they had had the newsletter recommended, but when they got a subscription, it was like jumping on a running machine going at full pelt. We need to do something about that. So a few initiatives going on. Anyway, if you do have an investment group, email will at marcustoday.com.au. Hopefully we can get out to see you. Lots of other stuff going on. Had lots of ideas in Sydney. But that'll do for now. We are quietly rolling into the RBA this afternoon and panel tonight. Hopefully we'll survive. You have a fabulous day. I'll speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) 